with the first pick. And welcome back to the Daft on Draft podcast. I am your co-host, Devin Jackson, joined by my other co-host, Corey Kennan. And I'm still here in Mobile wrapping up the Senior Bowl. I've been here since uh, Tuesday morning, uh, you know, taking all the practices and we'll take in the game. Uh, By the time you hear this, the Senior Bowl game will already happen. But before we get into all that, Corey, how are you doing today, man? Devin, I am probably not as tired as you are, although it's almost 11 o'clock at night as we're recording this. Uh, uh, I'm envious of the, the week that you've had, the week that I tried so hard to make happen and, and couldn't, couldn't make happen. But next year, I'll be there. Uh, I'll be at the Combine, so I think that'll be a really unique opportunity to to link up and, and network the way that you've been able to this week. But, uh, you know, me, I'm in my, my mother-in-law's workout room as we're recording this podcast uh, in Indianapolis, so... Uh, but I'm here. We're recording this. And we're going to knock this out. Uh, so, yeah, let's get rolling. Yeah, man. Obviously, the the big thing that, that happened this week and taking place this week down in Mobile, the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl, we've uh, previewed a little bit of it over the last couple of weeks, over the last couple of episodes. Uh, but but was here. Uh, it came and, and it went just as quickly <laughs> as as we uh, we've been building up and man. Where do we start? I mean, there were there were so many storylines, so many things happening. Um, but I think that we could start with the Juan Jones. Um first day uh came in and 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 dominated. Um from you know, kind of from my vantage point, we can talk about your vantage point as well, uh, when you got the tape later on in the day. But he is every bit of of six eight three seventy five with with almost a ninety inch wingspan. Um, dude, dude is massive. Heard him compared to a water heater. I mean, he he's about everything. Uh, you know that that you could think of, and and he played it too. Um, you know, dominate Isaiah Foskey and his reps with him just completely erased Andre Carter. He had no chance in in that matchup. Um, Jones had a really good day, man. Yeah, man, I'm sad he only got one day of practicing. But I, from my from my vantage point, again, when I got the tape, uh, was this dude's the best player in Mobile. Like that, like he was the best player in Mobile. Uh, and again, we can talk about what it, you know, whatever happened. We didn't practice the rest of the week. Uh, the official thing was concussion like symptoms. I, you know, could have been that. It could have been his agent saying, "Yo, get out of there." You know, you got nothing else to prove. Uh, but he was by far the best player on the day. Again, coming at 375 and moving the way that he's able to, again, locking down Isaiah Foskey, locking down Andre Carter. Um, my goodness, like somebody, somebody's going to take him in the first round. Like with that size, what he is able to do and what he did in that one day. Again, he's still got the combine. That's still another job interview. He's got to knock out one in his team meetings, which is probably the most crucial thing. Medicals are how are medicals going to clear at that size, you know, playing offensive tackle and then testing. But uh, his tape is, is good. Again, when we did our, our, our podcast on offensive tackles, I had him OT5 uh, with him and Anton Harrison really close from Oklahoma. So, you know, once this testing stuff happens, who knows? But uh, I have a hard time thinking somebody's not going to take him round one. Yeah, I think he, he definitely solidified at least the back end of round one, uh, in my opinion. But he he had, he had quite the performance. And I talked to him after practice, and he said he dropped 3% body fat since the last snap he took, uh, you know, with 
Ohio State when they faced Georgia. So he, he dropped down from 27% to 24%. And and you could see it. You know, he, he looked like a, a good 375. So I thought that was a good place to start. But but we can bounce around here a little bit. This is going to be a little bit of a un, you know, kind of a, you know, just pretty much a, a back and forth session, honestly. Because, um, you know, kind of taking account what the three days look like, kind of the biggest standout. So, I'm gonna let you go, Corey. Uh, who, who was a guy that that really impressed you this week? Um, when you when you take a look at at you know kind of the performances over the course of the week. Yeah, I think you got to start with Keanu Benton out of out of Wisconsin. I thought as the days kind of went along, he got a little bit, he came a little bit back down to earth as the days went along. Uh, but that day one, and then and probably half of day two, he was really, uh, really dominant. Um, especially day one. Again, Dwan Jones was probably the best player there, but. But Keanu Benton was probably the best defensive player on day one. Um, and so I think we have to start start with Keanu Benton. Again, strictly a nose shade at Wisconsin. But, man, I really think his true position is at three tech. The way he uses his hands, the leverage he can win with, uh, how light on his feet he is at 315. Uh, he's a big dude. He can anchor the run. And he flashed a lot of pass rush savvy. So, again, there, there were uh, quite a few defensive tackles who, who actually stood out. But... Uh, I think Keanu Benton is, is the appropriate place to start. Uh, just how dominant of a performance he put on this week. Yeah, he had a rep on day one of uh, of senior bowl practice where he hit uh, Sim Richards with a cl- nasty club rip. And I was like, all right, I, I saw what I needed to see. You know, uh, it, it matched the tape. And, and, you know, we were both pretty high on him on our initial defensive tackle rankings and I think he he did pretty much all that you expected to to stay exactly where he was. Uh, another defense alignment, Aditamawa at 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 a I I knew I was gonna mess up that his word uh, his uh, name, but but Northwestern defense alignment, uh, do was absolutely just dominant, especially on day three. He really put it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funny thing is, he called out Jared Patterson. Um, you know, towards the end of one-on-one drills and, uh, Patterson got, uh, was, you know, going to take the snap at center, but he was like, no, come over to guard. I called him out and then drove him back five yards. So uh, I think that kind of sums up what exactly what he did, um, you know, all week long and, and especially on day three, uh, got a chance to talk to him after practice and, uh, very cerebral guy understands, you know, what the questions were surrounding him. Uh, in terms of, you know, is he an inside guy? Is he an outside guy? And he proved that he can he can hang in the interior uh, and, and be a, a dominant force in the interior. Uh, you know, plug up run lanes, uh, show the upside and pass uh, as a pass rusher. He had a, a really nice rep where he beat Cody Mock on the inside track um, in a team drill later later that day. So uh, uh he, he, he did just about what you expected. And um, honestly, it wasn't for Ben. I, I, I mean, I may, may make an argument that he, he was have one of the best weeks as, the, as a defensive lineman. I, there weren't five better players who had better weeks than, than Adebore. And I came into the week high on him. I had a fringe, you know, a fringe day two, day three grade, you know, a high four on him. And uh, I fully expect him to test well. That dude's a gym rat. Like, he's clearly rocked out of his mind. That's uh, really funny. If you go look at pictures from the Big Ten Media Day, uh, that dude looks like he's going to hulk out of his suit, just like how <laughs> how rocked up he is. But 
Um, I came in really looking forward to watching him and I wasn't disappointed because again, on tape, you can see he can play three tech. You can see he can play four eye. You see he can play five tech. And I really think this dude has a chance to, to start early in his NFL career. Um, especially if you, you throw him into like a four, three, like I'm a Browns fan. I cover the Browns with Browns wire. Like, so that's where my, my mind goes is, you know, with Jim Schwartz, their new defensive coordinator, they run a lot of wide nine uh, stuff where they're going to have Miles Garrett clearly as that wide nine guy, which means opposite him, they need a big end. And, and, and Adebori kind of fits the mold of like, this guy could probably play big end on rundowns and then kick inside the three tech on pass downs. Like, or like you, you bring him on the field on pass rush situations. You bring him on the field. Like, I don't think there's a situation. And again, I need to go back and watch his tape because some of the stuff he was doing in pass rush drills is like, I, that, that John Wall, Bradley Beal, uh, viral interview was like, I ain't ever seen you act like this before. Like there's some pass rush moves. He was like, has he chop ripping? And like, I've never seen him bust that out on tape. So, uh, I'm excited to kind of go back and, and see, watch it, watch a different game that I've watched. I'm like, is this on tape? And I just missed it because he was doing some things with his hands I've never seen before. But uh, that Patterson rep is really funny. You mentioned it because you could tell the Jad- that Patterson was pissed off after after that rep. Like he drove him back and then Patterson tried to fight back a little bit when he's 15 yards off the ball. But uh, Adebore had a week, man. And and again, I fully think he's, he's going to test well. Um, again, he was on Feldman's freak list preseason. Um, apparently runs a sub seven second three cone, um, a 37 and a half inch vert. So, uh, Adebori, I don't know if he's going to make it out of day two at this point. Yeah, for sure. I, I just want to read this quote that I got from him. Um, you know, I was talking about, cause you talked about that, that pass rush plan. Um, and, you know, he told me after practice, he said, I thought I showed my versatility, athleticism, and relentless motor to the ball. Those were the three things I wanted to accomplish this week. And I thought I did that. If I feel that guard over said, and I'm going to take inside move my slap grip, make sure I get my rip up vertical so I can affect the quarterback. And that's exactly what you talked about. Um, he was able to do that. And man, I, he, he put on the clinic. Um, and another guy put on the clinic, at least for me, Will McDonald, uh, yes. from Iowa State, dude. Day two was tell, unbelievable for Will. McDonald. I can't tell you like the, just the sheer like excitement I got from just seeing him not only like rush the passer, but dropping in the coverage. That dude is fluid as, as hell. Uh, there was a rep he had in seven on seven where he uh dropped like uh in in the short uh short flat area, um, and then the ball was thrown to Latu. He punches the ball, he like rips the ball out and sends the ball flying in the air. I'm like, wait a minute, I I didn't see that on tape. I didn't see that that pass coverage ability do was Absolutely insane. He beat Darnell Wright, I think, pretty much every time he faced him this week. Um, and he did it, he did it all from spin. Spin is his go-to move. We know that, but he's went on the outside track and, and just, just making life hell for Darnell right now. Yeah. And Darnell was named the offensive lineman of the week for his squad. So that's, that's something too. Um, but yeah, Will McDonald, that day two tape is unreal. There was that in pass rush run ones back to back. Boom, hit him outside track with bend and then got him to overset, hit him in with an inside, sp- inside spin back to back. Uh, he's explosive. He's twitchy. He's bendy, man. He's, I, I, I don't know why he didn't declare last year. Uh, now he's a little bit of an older prospect, which some teams frown on that, you know, when it comes to prioritizing their board. But my goodness, is he, is he explosive? And then he cooked Wanya Morris on a, on an 11 on 11 rep too on day two. So I, I took note of Will Donald, uh, Will McDonald. 
day two as well. Um, some other edge rushers, you know, I thought I thought Derek Hall underwhelmed in in the pass rush stuff phase of 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 the week, but like was was clearly dominant as like in the in the run game drills, the the run game one on ones. Um, Andre Carter, I thought was the opposite. He got bodied big time uh, in the run game drills, but I thought he showed some good stuff in, in pass rush drills. He's he's really elite at getting offensive tackles to overset and then cooking them on the inside. Like that's his go to, uh, and, and he got that to work quite a bit, but. I think where I want to go next is the interior offensive line because there were two guys, well, three guys that I thought really stood out along the interior offensive line and then a tackle who kicked in all week to interior offensive line after playing tackle at an FCS level and, and looked pretty good. I thought he was rough day one, kind of eased into it day three and day or day two and day three. Uh, so the, the four I kind of want to mention are Osiris Torrance, who's been mocked as a first rounder coming into this. Dude was a brick wall. All week. All yeah, he, week. He, he was he was uh, absolutely bro, like no one could bull rush him. Nobody. No. Like, and he's got length and, and grip strength. Like and he was like brick walling at extension, locking out, like he wasn't letting anybody into his chest. It was an unbelievable week from Osiris Torrance. Uh and then his running mate next to him, who probably has a case for the best player in Mobile once once Dewan dropped out, Dewan Jones dropped out. John Michael Schmitz, man, like I don't know if anybody had a better week than John Michael Schmitz. Yeah, he was he was absolutely sensational. I mean, climbing to the second level, uh, stoning dudes in in, in pass pro. Uh, that beautiful rep that you posted of him uh, passing off the the stunts with Osiris Torrance. I mean, he, he was he was about as 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 good as it gets in terms of uh, offensive line play. I, I don't I can't remember a single rep where he actually lost. Like, it, I just can't, like, I'm trying to remember all the, the practices, but like, for what Byron I, Young got him uh, once. Byron Young crossed his face on one pass rush rep. He got him one time, but that's the only I mean, one. One time out of like, what, 20, 30 times? <laughs> right, right. It's an insane number. But yeah, yeah. He, he was impressive. And then and then two more that I was impressed with. Uh, Steve Avila from TCU, I thought played with a really strong square base. Uh, he was a hard dude to move. Uh, again, I don't, I don't know how athletic he is, but when he's square, when he's frame to frame with somebody, like that dude is hard to to get off the ball. That dude is is locking down. And then Cody Mock, uh, uh, again, the North Dakota State tackle. He played interior. All, I don't think he played tackle at all. This no, game. he didn't. Um, it was all interior. He even took some snaps yeah. to center. Yeah. So again, I thought his day one was rough, but I think that's understandable when it was his first day playing guard after playing tackle all year, but. Really, day two and day three, he settled in. And again, Adabori beat him on that, you know, eleven on eleven rep yesterday, uh, Thursday's practice. But I thought he he did a really good job of kind of settling into the interior. And you know, I think Dane Brugler has him as a top fifty player, and I, I could see somebody taking that chance. And he's going to test well. Um, so those those were the four interior guys that I was like, man, all four of these guys, uh, especially Avila Schmitz. And and Torrance, I was like, man, these guys are these guys are, are brick walls. Um, and then Schmitz, going back to Schmitz, having the week that he did, there was that rep uh, on a screen pass out in space to uh, in eleven eleven. I think it was on Wednesday's practice where him mm-hmm. and Nick Broker, him and Nick Broker, both got into space and both pancaked somebody on the same rep. And uh, I think it was Marte Mapu who also had a good week and deserves to be yeah, talked about. And, and uh, I, I think it was. Uh, I don't remember. It was a safety who came downhill and got pancaked too by these two dudes in space on the screenplay. Um, but those interior guys really stood out to me as well. 
Yeah, it, it was a it was a really good offensive line week. Um, and, and I thought, you know, a lot of the guys were, were playing different positions, like a guy like Matthew Bergeron, uh, having to play some guard. I thought he looked really good at guard. I don't know if it's to me, I think that kind of helps his stock, you know, like I can see a team still wanting him as tackle, but as a guard, I, I think, I, I think I like that fit a lot. Um, he looked almost natural at that position, um, and, and did some nice things, especially in the run game. Um, so, so he was another guy to me that, you know, every day wasn't fantastic for him, but I thought he he had a solid performance uh, throughout the week. Yeah, for sure he did. Uh, he he got the best of Derek Hall quite a few times in some one on ones. Uh, again, tackle guard. I think he's still a tackle at the next level. I I question still his anchor. So when he is playing guard, like ooh, you're going to go up against some big dudes with some heavy hands. Are you? Can you? Can you? Can you keep up with that? But his foot speed is tremendous. His grip strength is tremendous. Bergeron's a good player. Um, I think a guy who's going to go day three that I, especially on day three of, of the senior bowl that I was impressed by, who's going to go day three of the draft probably, uh, is Purdue tight end Payne Durham. I thought Durham had a very strong day yesterday. Uh, again, he caught probably the quarterback play. Let's just be honest was, was atrocious. Like probably the worst quarterback year since the Tanner Lee year. Uh, it was, it was bad. It was bad. And I think Jake Hanner was probably the best quarterback, but and he made the best throw or what I would say of the week. He hit Payne Durham up the sideline, yep. probably 25, 30 yards. And Durham made a made a great catch along the, the front pylon there. Um, and I would say that's probably the best throw of, of the week that I saw. But uh, And then I think Durham had some really nice one-on-one reps where he's stemming really well. Uh, and I think he has more wiggle than I thought he did. I don't, I don't know why I didn't think he was, he was agile as he is because he didn't look very stiff. And then there was another one on an outbreaking route where he, he showed the nice, like savvy to hit, mm. to hit the defender with the chicken wing and separate a little bit along the boundaries. So I was really impressed with Pandora. And then day two, we pancaked uh, KJ Henry. He pancaked yeah. KJ Henry on a run, on a run rep in 11 on 11 as well. So I thought Payne Durham had a, a very strong week too. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Which makes this uh, tight end class even deeper because this is yeah. already a good tight end class. Yeah. I was, I was extremely impressed with him. Um, like you said, those reps, especially in one-on-ones, I thought he showed uh, his ability to create, you know, he's not going to be a, a explosive guy, but, but he's a savvy enough to understand like, you know, tempo, be able to, to separate at the top of the route, you know, even he's using that chicken wing. And using his body in general, I, I just think he's he's able to shield defenders, understands his body. I think he was like 6'5", 258. He weighed in, so I uh, was really impressed with him as well. I'm going to switch back to the defensive side of the ball for my next one. Diane Henley, man. Dude, mm. dude was really, really impressed. Best linebacker in Mobile. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I was so, so impressed with the, the one-on-one reps uh, throughout the week, uh, running routes specifically. Uh, he was always balanced. He was always patient. It was never a panic in this game. Um, and, and he's just instinctive. It just feels like his, his instincts are, were the best in mobile understood, you know, like what types of routes were going to come his way. Uh, really didn't see him like completely out of position on, on those type plays. He was always, uh, right there. Even if they caught the ball, uh, he still would have made the tackle. So I was really impressed with that. Um, and, and we was able to do throughout the week. And I thought, you know, coming in, like, I feel like it was a guy that probably was one of the least talked about linebackers uh, coming in. And he left as as the, the biggest talker for sure. Yeah. Uh, most of the linebackers did not look comfortable in coverage at all. Like, I I think him, 
and maybe one other, I would say like, oh yeah, I, I feel comfortable that they showed they have a really good coverage profile. Uh, Marte Macu out of Sacramento State would be the other one that I would say, oh, I, I, I feel comfortable with their coverage profile. Uh, but Henley, I mean, a converted wide receiver to linebacker, which is just a funny transition as well. But um, sixth year guy out of Washington State, I thought he he looked like the best linebacker in Mobile. I thought Ivan Pace did some nice things working downhill. Um, yeah, I thought he did some good things undercutting undercutting like in routes and coverage. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, I still worry about him laterally, man. I do too. I, He's small. I, I don't know about his athleticism. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, I I don't I can't tell like how fast he actually is. And it, it just didn't help. Like some of the reps, like on, on the one-on-one like pass reps, like he would like get completely burnt and he like was running in mud. And, but the other times, like those end breakers, he, he would be just fine. So it's like. He'd undercut them. Yeah. He's really good at uh, taking angles and undercutting undercut routes. Cause I think it was yesterday's practice day three. Like he knocked down three reps in a row, like three back to back to back, uh, undercutting like Texas routes. Uh, but to your point, I think he's going to be like a high four six, low four seven guy. Like I don't, I don't think yeah. he's super athletic. Um, yeah, like we knew coming in, like he was a good blitzer. Like you know, he he was going to dominate the pass rush reps. Uh, you know, when when the running backs were trying to block him, he was almost unguardable there. But the the lateral ability, I, I still have questions about that. Um, but you know, like. I think he he kind of you know showed us who he is you know like he he's he's gonna be a downhill backer you know like yeah. someone that you can uh, you know send on blitzes and, and he'll get home but um moving side to side sideline to sideline I think there's still a big question mark and if he runs a shuttle I think it's gonna be telling you know what exactly what that looks like yeah I agree I agree I think oh, man transitioning to like maybe position groups, players that, that we were kind of disappointed in their week. Like, I don't know if there's a single safety who stood out to me all week. Well, I think Jay Ward, maybe uh, who's more of a nickel, you know, played more of a nickel at LSU, but I think he, he showed his versatility a little bit, but like Ronnie Hickman looks like I, I thought like, Oh, I think he's a better athlete. He's just asked to play in the box and in the slot a little bit more. But like now I'm questioning like this guy might be just, slow um Jaden Reed cooked him on day one and it and like sure a safety on a linebacker or a safety on a wide receiver like that like yeah you can expect that a little bit but like he was a good five yards behind Jaden Reed and it was like so that made me wonder like how slow is this dude I thought JL Skinner was fine playing in the box um yeah I don't think he really answered questions about playing man Mm-mm. and then Jamie right, Robinson is the only other one where I was like ah oh, man I, I wanted to see more out of these guys and again they were in, in like 7 on 7 and 11 on 11 they were running just a lot of single high basic non-rotating right. 1-3 shells and so it's hard to get a good look at safeties in, in, in those regards but I wanted to see a little bit of something from, from a, a safety a single safety um, so I left a little disappointed there yeah yeah I, I, I can understand safety is also like it's so hard to see like who was a standout as a safety minus the one-on-one reps. Cause like they're not getting action. The quarterbacks weren't exactly attacking vertically either. So you can really see, you know, what their transitions look like on deeper routes. You know, how are they passing off things? I think we got a, a better look at it maybe uh, on, on day three where they were doing more of like, you know, like red zone things and you could kind of see it a little bit, but like in general, like, 
you you couldn't see a ton. And, and, and you know, I think the game could be a, a good look at exactly what they might look like in those those settings. Um, but, yeah, the safety was kind of hard for me um, to to see, like, who exactly was shining, who wasn't. Uh, but, but I will say I thought Daniel Scott had some good moments, the, the safety from Cal. Um, I think he's still probably in, in – I, I talked a little bit about him, I think, on the podcast before. I think he's still in that – late day three UDFA range. But I think, you know, he showed that, you know, he could cover, um, you know, kind of in those short distances. He, he had a nice interception on day two where he undercut a route. Uh, but again, that was against Elijah Higgins, who ended up being a tight end on day three. So like, oh, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. He worked out with tight ends on, on day three. Um, and uh, he looked a lot more natural just doing like working at that. So he had some, yeah, he didn't had look a few nice. Receiver, so that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he he had a nice few reps uh, in in the uh, the red zone uh, wide receiver DB one on ones when he was going up against safeties. He looked a little bit more natural, uh, and his body looks like it can be built to to add frame to be a tight end. So I think it just makes sense as a natural transition. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because I was not – I was impressed with his running mate, Michael Wilson, down there. Oh, Michael yeah. Wilson was running some real sudden routes, getting out of his brakes real fast, uh, just really stabbing at the top of his routes really violently, and uh, that's my, my my kind of player. So um, what else? Anything else stand out to you in either a positive, negative way? I mean, I, I could mention Blake Freeland as another player who, in our previous pod, I was like, I think this guy needs to have a good week, and I don't think he did, mm-hmm. um, especially day one. He was just outclassed. Um yeah, I thought Xavier Hutchinson on the other side of the ball had a pretty good week for the, the Iowa State receiver, but I'll give the floor to you. Yeah, Dontavian Wicks was was a guy that was frustrating all week because I think he probably had one of the best release packages. He ran some of the best routes in the week, but the finishing ability, the catching, you know, it, it was still at the catch point, uh, still a little bit of a struggle, but I thought he showed that, you know, he's he's a guy that's going to be a good route runner at the NFL level. You know, he was able to create separation and uh he beat Darius Rush for probably one of the the only times Darius Rush got beat uh throughout the week, who who was another guy that really impressed me with his route recognition and mm-hmm. uh just natural it's, it's crazy because like I don't think he was great like at when the ball was snapped. Like, you know, he was kind of like, you know, just kind of slow and, and immediately get into the trail position, but then he would run the route for the receiver and he'd be like underneath a dig route. Or he'd be underneath a, a curl route or, um, you know, it, it, it was just insane how many times he did that. But back to Wicks, um, you know, he ended up being the receiver, like voted the, the best receiver uh, of the week. But like, it, it was just it's a little rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was frustrating. Cause like it, it, it mirrored his tape, right? Like a guy that can create separation, uh, is nuanced at the top of the route, but uh, is he going to catch the ball? You know, when when it's all said and done. But yeah, he, he was a guy that was like, I, I want him to have a good week, and he had good, really good day three. Uh, he actually was a little bit more consistent catching the football, but uh, just in general, it was an up and down week for him. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, again, I think some of the reps that were hyped up uh, on day three. Probably a little overblown as well. I was, I was kind of like he ran a whip route on Jamie Robbins, like on a safety. Like, okay, like whip routes are going to win in one on ones. It is what it is. Like, uh, when you when you're not playing any sort of inside outside leverage on a guy, like it kind of is what it is. Um, 
But I think he kind of needed a, a good finish like that for the kind of season he had coming off of the kind of season he had the year before. So really strong 2021 season, really bad 2022 season. So uh, good for Wicks. Um, yeah, man, I think you mentioned Darius Rush. It's a good call out um, because I just watched South Carolina tape and, and everybody talks about Cam Smith and I'm not very high on Cam Smith. So now I want to go back and say like, hey, is this other guy maybe better? Like I, that still might be a little rich because again, what we tend to do is, is elevate senior mm-hmm. bowl reps and like, Oh, this guy's better than this guy, obviously because of the senior bowl. But like what the senior bowl should do is say like, oh, I didn't see that on tape. I need to go back and watch that. Or, or I did. And that, that, that fits what I've seen on tape. So, mm-hmm. um, but I'm excited to watch Darius rush because I think he did some really nice things, some really nice things. Um, yeah. Tank Dell again, Still, it's a little frustrating when we're talking about wide receivers and one-on-one drills. I think one-on-one drill, drill, drills with DBs versus receivers is one of my least favorite things to watch or one of the things that I give the most cre- the least credence to because, like, yeah, these, de- these these are designed for receivers to win because, again, DBs don't have safety help. They don't have leverage. They're just playing straight up man um, without any understanding of back end or no back end. So, uh, Tank Dell had a really strong week. I'm not going to take that away from him, but like the, the, the rep that's going around is him cooking a box safety into Marco Hellums. Anybody who's watched DeMarco Hellums tape knows his feet are very heavy and yeah, knows he I mean, hits very heavy, but like. Yeah, it's almost similar to the Jalen Hyatt when you just ran right by him. Yeah. You know, in the, the Tennessee Alabama game, like he's just not, he's, he's not going to be. He's not guy. a post safety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be uh, that guy. So I, I just question, like, why are we putting Tank Dell on DeMarco Hellums at one-on-one to begin with? But uh, but again, Tank had a good week. I'm not going to take that away from him. But receiver DB one-on-ones are one of those things. It's like, eh, yeah, I mean, this is – you can – I like to watch release packages. I like to watch catch point. But, like, when dudes start dancing at the top of routes, it's like, okay, this doesn't really do anything for me. So Yeah, well, uh, day three got a little wacky, especially for the national team because, like, these dudes will win off the line of scrimmage and then like they're like breaking down and like trying to still like do all that. I'm like, bro, just just run around. Yeah. Just like Jonathan Mingo. I, and again, I like Jonathan Mingo as a player. Uh his measurements came in unbelievable as well for a wide receiver. But like Jonathan Mingo is running like 10 step releases and, and like five steps off the off of his breaks, and it looks cute. It looks great. But like, what are you doing, man? Just get on, get get out and go. Uh so that's a really good point, man. I just think it's a little bit funny. Yeah, it, it it was it was one of those things. Like for me, like I think Michael Wilson, like doing that, I think I I thought was really important. You know, like just showing exactly what we were hoping to see from him. Like, what what are you as an athlete? What are you as a receiver? Because the Stanford offense was just so needed. Yeah. yeah, like it it was so. Much needed. I thought he, he certainly helped himself this week. Uh, can't we be remiss if we didn't talk about Ty J Spears and and what he did this week? That's true. We didn't mention any running backs yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Spears, man, he's on the rise. Yeah, uh, and people, people. I mean, people who do draft work obviously knew who he was, but like it really started near the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the athletic America, the American Athletic Championship game, beat in the USC game, and now we're here. Um, and he's a three down threat, man. That dude's crisp. That dude's fluid. He's sudden. Um, he's a, he's a really good player. And I thought for the most part, um, the running backs were, were pretty bad, especially when, when Roshan Johnson left after day one. Dude, Roshan uh, Johnson was sensational. 
Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, so I was disappointed in the running backs after that, especially in the blocking drills. Like there wasn't a single running back who could block a dude in like the, the wide receiver running back drills once Roshan left and Sir Thompson came in and I thought he took advantage of his opportunities. He's not obviously not very sudden. He's not very fast. Um, he's, he's also not going to be receiving threat either. No, no, not at all. So, uh, Tajay Spears is definitely the best back there. Kenny McIntosh did some good things. Just again, disappointed Roshan left after day. Man, I'll, I'll tell you what, the one player of that group was disappointed was Chase Brown, man. I, I thought it just, I didn't, I didn't see anything but his running ability. Like mm-hmm. it just seemed like he was uncomfortable catching the ball, just letting everything come into his body. Uh-huh. Um, and then like in the pass blocking drill, he just, no chance. No. Like Cameron Peoples was kind of the same way. Cameron yeah. Peoples, like he looked unbelievably uncomfortable trying to block somebody. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like, dude. Like, I, I just struggled because, like, yeah, like of course he's gonna like you know like there was a clip of him going around like like running over Riley Moss at the goal line. Like they're not tackling anyway. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it just like. He was the most. He had to be one of the most frustrating watches this week because, like, he was a guy that came in, like, you know, you know, uh, Illinois' lead uh, leading back, uh, a guy that you know was getting Heisman hype at some point of the season for what he was doing on offense, and he just showed me he can run the football. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's a three down player. I, I didn't leave with that question being answered, and I was like, like, I just needed more from him. Like, I, agree. I, I just didn't come away super impressed with this week. You know, he he, he finished it strong, but but the start, the, the three fumbles on day one, and and just looking out of sorts, it, it was it was not not a not a good start. He, he finished strong, but I, I don't think he really answered the questions that need to be asked about his game. Yeah, I agree. I think his twin had the better week of the two. Oh, for I think, sure. I think Sydney Sydney had a good week, especially day three and some squaring up and, and some press tech. I think Sydney's probably destined for a cashbacker kind of role where he's going to be able to play in the nickel and rotate down as a strong safety. And I think he could do it really well. And so he did some of those things at Illinois as well and had a, some really nice ball production this year. Um, man, we hit a lot of names right there. Yeah, man, hit on hit on a ton of names and and just so many, so many solid players uh, down in Mobile and some that, you know, were, were a little underwhelming, but, but that's kind of part of the week and, and just the first step, you know, in the process uh, you know, this NFL draft, obviously the next thing up is a combine um, before they hit pro days and, and so forth, so on and so forth. But uh, last kind of thing that we'll do on the senior bowl before we kind of wrap it up is um, our favorite moments of the week. So may, you know, it'd be a favorite play or, or favorite moment that maybe had you chuckle or go, wow. Uh, what would you say uh, was your favorite moment or, uh, something memorable, memorable from from Senior Bowl week. Yeah, I think I got to go back to that Adaboria rep against Jared Patterson, where he just plows him, bull rushes him fifteen yards off the ball, and then Patterson tries to get a little snippy at the end when he's already fifteen yards off the ball and continue the rep uh, through bodies. But uh, I think that's got to be it, man. Like that's the rep. I was like, my goodness, and that was from Adaboria coming off of a strong day two. And then it's, uh, that's him coming into day three and saying, I'm not going anywhere and really stacking days to end the week right there. So I really think that's got to be it for me. Just a really unbelievable rep from him. Yeah, I'm going to go something a little bit lighter. I, I have to go with J.O. Skinner plant, planting uh, Davis Allen on his butt, man. 
<laughs> just like it just so like everyone else is like you know just just going through the refs and whatnot skinner was just fed up you, you just plowed him over and then then after the rev you see you see alan like look around for flag no flag was thrown it, it was it was just funny man just the fact that you know he, he he's gonna do what he does man this is what skinner does he's a physical player and and you know he, he's he's gonna knock somebody on their butt you know he it seems like he almost has to at, at at some point uh but but second behind that to me was uh mapu uh destroying kenny mcintosh in the backfield that was so surprising because like the linebackers really wasn't weren't you know like crashing that hard they weren't you know being incredibly physical like that in practice and to me when he came in and, and did that that kind of really shifted practice yeah man again I was really shocked by Mapu I think he's a really good player again an NFL PA bowl call up who looked the part uh looked like he belonged didn't look like he was a late invite um Again, he's tiny. He's not tiny. He's 6'2", 217. So I think he's got the frame to, to add some weight, but he's not going to be playing linebacker 217. But that could be a thing of, you know, coming from an uh, an F- FCS school to an NFL program. That that could literally be all that is. You know, resources are a lot different between the two. So, um, but yeah, man, he looked good. And I, I thought he had some really unbelievable instincts of coverage. Like oh, yeah, he did. The ability to come off of play action and know I'm in a cover one, three look. Again, I think it was cover one in this case, but again, single high look. Everybody's face-to-face with their guys. And to know off this play action, I'm probably getting a crosser, a three-beater come behind me, and to, to just jump back into that passing lane and feel like that crosser and, and knock down the pass. Like, I was blown away by that rep. Um, yeah, man, he's a good player. Yeah, good you know, player. I was a little disappointed in practice day three, but – uh, he did so many good things on day one, day two. I think, uh, I think he'll find a way to play in in probably the the Senior Bowl game. Uh, but but kind of an interesting nut, nut, nugget about him, he played like kind of a star role, safety linebacker. So he played like a hybrid position at Sacramento State. So it makes sense with the uh, kind of the coverage background. Then you talk to him after practice. He's a dude that has a chip on the shoulder. Uh, he was he was intense in in the the post practice session um, and and definitely felt disrespected. So uh, I think it's, he's a, he's a guy a team is going to fall in love with and 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 really enjoy. Um, you know what his skill set uh, brings to the table for sure. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, before we close, I did want to mention a couple things. Uh, one, we are now a proud affiliate of Homage Apparel. Uh, so again, in every article, every podcast, every description on Apple, Spotify, I'm going to drop a link, an homage link. If you click on that link and you buy something from that link specifically, it tracks back to the Daft Undraft podcast and you will help feed Devin and I's families. So don't let us starve, buy away, uh, let us gain some commission off of you guys, um, and again, I just want to mention some podcast numbers as well. Uh, you know, this is only our eighth episode. We're recording our eighth episode. And so looking through the numbers and seeing, you know, three episodes ago, we had 150 downloads. Our last episode, we let, let's talk defensive tackles, 250 downloads already, Devin. So uh, just super, super appreciative for the support we're getting already, the the traction we're gaining. And and, and so uh, we're headed into a really positive and cool direction. And I'm happy to be along the ride with you, man. Yeah, man, I'm I'm grateful to to be on this journey for sure. Grateful for the people that are listening to us. Um, you know, my boss told me the other day that, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, that he uh, tunes into our podcast, which was uh, super cool to hear too. So, 
Uh, you never know who's listening or, or watching or, uh, you know, just, just taking in the content. So, so appreciative to, to everyone uh, taking some time to listen to us, uh, you know, over the last couple of months as, as we really get this thing off the ground. Absolutely. Again, next week, Senior Bowl's done. Uh, we'll jump back into some positional rankings. I think we're doing DBs next week, so corners and safeties. I think we're going to knock them both out in one episode. And then potentially moving into the future, maybe not next week, maybe week after, maybe week after that, we're, we might be kicking it up to two days a week. So content galore. Uh, again, this thing's really taken off, and, and I couldn't be more pleased to be here. Couldn't be more pleased that to have you all listening. And, and so thanks. And, and, and until next time, uh, it's the Daft on Draft podcast.